0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Heart of Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen, powered by ELEC twenty five. We are thrilled to join you on WWDB 860 AM and 97.5 HD2, part of the Beasley Media Group, ready to help you move into the weekend, talking about all the news in the world of sports. There is nothing. There's no There's news. There's never any news on nothing Friday. Nothing going on mm-hmm. here in Philadelphia this week, Jeff. Nope. Uh that. I could say where do you want to start Football? Is that where we're gonna start with it all?
1: Yeah, we could talk we could talk about the Eagles because I believe there was a game. It seems like forever ago, doesn't it? <laughs> Every week seems like it's well forever. actually it if, if you're if you're an <laughs> Eagles game, watching the game probably seems like forever
0: No, look, Tom Brady put us out of our misery earlier early in Jalen Rager's punt sort of sealed that deal. <laughs> what what is up with him? Look I Howie's not going to live that one down. I mean, you see what Justin Jefferson's doing. And you see what Jalen Rager's doing. But is doing.
1: he the ne- is he the next Nelson Agu- Aguilar? He's a guy that so, they need to get rid of because actually, the fans just can't take it
0: anymore. I actually heard somebody talk about this. Uh, that They thought that Nelson Aguilar, coming out of USC, was a better route runner and a better receiver. Jalen mm-hmm. Rager played in TCU's wide open spread offense, didn't run precision routes to begin with coming out, he was this gadget guy. So, so what, you're, what you're
1: trying to tell me, and anyone that's listening, is he's actually worse than Nelson Aguilar.
0: That, that's your argument. So this week, the Eagles told me there's still potential. Sirianni is... Potential for what? I don't know, Jeff. I didn't say I want. Him. If you can't catch... There's a problem. It is a if problem. Can't especially if you run routes the, at this point in your career, there's a problem. All right, let's take a step back to what actually happened in the game. I mean, it, it, oh, they, we're not we're done with Rager. No, we'll get to Rager because oh, okay. he fits into everything that so happened he, and the you roster decision. I where we'll get back to it. I do. Okay. It it, w- it wasn't surprising they lost. I told you at the end of the show I thought they'd lose. Uh-huh. I was surprised at how flat they seemed to come out at the start of the game, and I didn't understand what they were doing on offense again this week. Right. Uh-huh. Devonte Smith was barely targeted until the second half. Jalen Rager was. <laughs> they they, got clen- they clenched up. I don't... That's what happened. So who clenched up? Jalen Hurts, Nick Sirianni, everybody. The play calling. They, you have to blame the play calling for this. Okay, because I've seen people in the conversation about whether now Jalen Hurts opened the question to is he the guy based on how he played and, and Howie and Nick tried to sell you on... He is the guy in the day after okay, press so, conference, so but there was audio.
1: The, are we going to have the Hertz conversation now? Or yeah, I want
0: to I have okay. the, because there was audio. I don't know whether it was, which, def, I don't know whether it was Todd Bowles, their defensive coordinator, or mm-hmm. somebody else on the staff. He was saying after the first drive from the sidelines, he can't read. He can't read. And it was he couldn't read the defense and find the open guy. There were open guys out there. There mm-hmm. were the Tampa played a soft cover defense and gave him things. If Devontae Smith ran a comeback, he'd have been wide open almost every time. The Eagles didn't run that offense and Jalen Hurts didn't find those guys. So between the two of them, they both failed on that. Okay. Is that a good explanation? No,
1: I, I didn't know that anybody was yelling he can't read a defense. Uh, I, I, apparently actually, the defensive
0: coordinator I, I, on the other
1: team was. It, in the two years he's been here, have, have you heard that knock on him?
0: I have heard. I, I, I have seen the – when you look at the tape and mm-hmm. people break it down during the week after the game – he misses open guys.
1: He he locks well, yeah, in. But, but, like, he, but like, have you heard, I'm
0: asking, have you heard that knock on him? Because I haven't heard that I knock. Didn't, I haven't heard that he can't read. I have heard that he misses reads. Like he does a pre-read okay. and decides he's going to go someplace. And if something different happens, he doesn't necessarily see the adjustment in the read to catch the open guy because his pre-read was to a different position. Now, look. I've never been a quarterback. I've never had guys diving at my feet, coming and jumping at my like face. Not even like in the Thanksgiving game? No. Well, yes, I've had that. There. Right? Okay. Well, did but you but read that the defense? that is nothing like, what defense? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> 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 that's, that's All right. right. All
1: right. So l- 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 now let's get to, is he the quarterback? What is your choice? Okay. That, so so here, here's, here's your choices if you're, in, if you're the Eagles. You can stick with Hertz, and the right thing to do was to say Hertz is our guy. Next of course, you have cause, to. Because until that changes, you say it. Because technically, right now, your mindset is he is. Otherwise, you do value your asset. Instantly. There's no. Is there anybody? And and I'm I'm a Pickett fan because I went to Pitt, but I'm not convinced that Pickett's better than Hertz. No. So if there's nobody in this draft hey. that's, hold on, if there's nobody in the draft that's better than Hertz, okay. Then you don't waste picks when you have three first round picks that can build around him instead of taking another quarterback who may ultimately
0: be good. So that's step two. Well, I, and there is, so the, the, but yeah. the question is also does he have the potential to be better? He's not better right now because he's going to have to learn to. I don't think
1: there's, I, don't, I think, don't
0: think he has the potential to
1: be better. This is not a quarterback draft. No. Okay. So if that's not, I mean, if the people are going to struggle to put Sam Howell in the first round now. There's nothing that's evidence that any of these guys are the Burroughs or the Herberts or, no. or, or any of those guys. So now, they
0: the, could be, but there's nothing going into the draft that says that they are. We right. I may mean, look so back the, years from now. So
1: the only other option is is to go out and get somebody who's already in the NFL. Well, unless you want to go get Philip Rivers because everybody keeps asking him to come <laughs> back. But mm-hmm. your only option is to go out and get someone. Well, you're not. there's no free agents out there that are great. So the the other question is who's out there that you are going to trade, and are you how many draft picks are you going to give to get a quarterback like Russell Wilson? You're not getting Aaron Rodgers to come here, no. So uh, who who else is out there to get? Do you want Jimmy Garoppolo? I wonder whether he'll be available. I
0: wonder whether Derek Carr becomes available if Pisace is gone, because you you do you have Mike Mayock gone. You have the coach gone. So all the people in the regime... Okay, are, had you give, are you giving away two first-round picks for Derek Carr? I had actually seen a report that they thought it would be a second and a third in different years. How? How? I don't know. The Colts traded away a first-round pick for Carson Wentz. Well, they traded a conditional. It doesn't matter. They, 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 I don't think they ever thought that Wentz would actually make the condition. <laughs> <laughs> Why you thought
1: they knew he? Would? You do not trade for somebody big, on. Hold on, it was you, a hold big on. chance they took. You don't, taking
0: him. you don't trade for somebody without the intention that they start the whole year. Of course, but they okay. hedged their bets. If they had faith that he would start the whole year, they would have just given up first. No, no, they no, they hedged because of injury. Of course, which means he might not make
1: well, the whole year. Assuming he was not going to be injured. I don't want to argue about he Carson was going wins. He was going to play the he's, whole year. He's no longer here. So essentially, they knew they knew they were giving up a first round. Yes. Yeah. So uh, David Carr has got to be... At least. So, one do you? First round. Would
0: you give up one first-round pick for David Carr? If I'm the Eagles, yes. No, I would not either. Yeah, but I don't think that Howie's going to use three picks in the first round. I wouldn't do it for Russell Wilson, by the way. Neither.
1: Uh, I don't understand because
0: I'm sitting the there listening downside. to how the you know, the
1: Giants could trade for for Russell Wilson. I don't want Russell Wilson at this point. I wanted him
0: five to years be ago to behind your non-existent offensive line. <laughs>
1: Well, at least he can run, but but <laughs> he's I
0: need but to. <laughs> I, but
1: Russell Wilson's whole issue is is that somehow he doesn't think he's got a good enough offensive scheme out there, and he's got DK Metcalf. Yes. Okay, who on the Giants is DK Metcalf? Nobody, because the Giants got stuck with 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 garbage, as far as I'm concerned, for their first round wide receiver pick, because the
0: Eagles moved up and took. Smith, I think I think Jalen Hurts is the best option now, but I think that he is potentially limited and needs to develop. But I think he's the best option. I also don't think that Howie takes three players in the first round of this draft. I think he either he likes to make moves. He either sends one for two first rounders next year. He you know gets a second and I don't think you
1: can do that though. I I don't. Well, well, they could trade theirs. He can. He physically can do it. I don't think you do because I'm going to tell you that right now, if I'm the Eagles, you're going to think I'm nuts when I say this. I think the Eagles are closer to not than being the division front runner next year. Closer to not? No, closer to than not. Get out of here. With the the defense and the defensive scheme and the offense, it's the offensive line. That's the part of this. They The offensive line of the Eagles is one of the best in the NFL.
0: Yes, but there's a big question as to whether Jason Kelsey returns. He'll come back. He's coming Nick back. Sirianni said that he offered him two kegs. <laughs> <laughs> and, that might, and that might do it. And another Mummer's outfit,
1: and he's set, right? Absolutely. Now, so you have that offensive line locked up. Okay. You have a, a number one wide receiver now. Yes. And I'm not talking about Rager i talking about. This I time. think you need Just a free to, agent experience. You have receiver. Miles Sanders, and you have some running backs. You have a great defensive line. So the two the two main pieces. You have the line. ice because I, I think they're going to have to make sure Fletcher great Cox goes back. Great defensive line. I think so. I, I think I think you have. I think getting better. Josh Sweat was getting better. better.
0: Yeah, uh, Alex Singleton can't be in your starting linebacker core. I no, like Alex Singleton personally. I
1: like TJ Edwards is good. I like who's him. the guy from Colorado who got hurt in the middle of the season? He was coming on. So there are there David are and Tyler. guys. Yes. Yeah, so there there are guys there. I think
0: they still need to get the back sorted out. But you so have, you would take three picks. You you would take. Uh, yeah. You know, a safety or a corner, a linebacker. Yes, because I don't think you waste
1: you don't. I don't think you waste the valuable resource of an offensive line that, that's is that good. I just don't think uh, you have them all in the prime of their careers. Except Kel, you, Kelsey is on the older side, but the rest of them are in the prime of their careers. I will. You ask, don't waste that.
0: There was a lot of controversy. Plus, the over. Giants
1: are coming on now that they got a g- general
0: manager. They might actually learn how to draft. Oh, so you got you got to do it now well look I mean there's a lot of people who would you know I've certainly been critical of how he's drafting at the same time majority of the team that was on that field in the starting offense yeah I were was drafted
1: say, I'm not a Howie Roseman fan but I gotta tell you the drafts have not been bad The what I mean maybe your first and Rager's
0: was a disaster so the problem is when he fails he fails big yeah, but when he <laughs> succeeds, he, is Ag- Maialata not a huge success? Agreed. Yeah. But Maialata was a diamond in the rough. He he gets he doesn't get as yeah, much credit for that. Yeah, but somebody's got to
1: identify that. But he
0: doesn't get as much credit for that as missing on the sure thing first round. Well, that's because everybody everybody's blank. negative. Well, of but, course. But
1: if you look at it on balance, if you miss with Rager and and hit with somebody like Maialata, that's a plus. If you if you hit with an offensive lineman, it's somebody who has to watch the Giants He's garbage. He's The Giants have five garbage cans that are put out there every week.
0: Like they're literally the, Keith, the Keith rolling Pompe- dumpsters. Keith Pompey posts the image of the <laughs> yeah. trash cans with the logos right. on it, and, and we're and
1: we're stuck having to deal with that misery every week. <laughs> there, it is really hard to put together an offensive line, and 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 for for somebody to not have the number you know, the third pick in the first round to pick an offensive lineman who usually is a slam dunk. He's been able to make it with Landon Dickerson and
0: Maialata. Who turns out to be a great pick. That was a chance on his health. There was never a question of whether he could play. Everybody said he was a beast. Now the question will be— who. Landon Dickerson. Right. But does he become your center or does he play guard? And you have to, depending on Kelsey, do you have to get a center? It depends. Yeah. I mean, that that's a big it depends. It depends on what kind of center
1: you can bring in to, to replace him. But if you, if you can get a, I'm not saying serviceable center, but if you can get a, a, a good, a better than decent center to pl- and have to those two guys on each side of him so that you have the five, then I'd leave him where he is. I would not mess with it because they are they are a well-oiled machine when it comes to that
0: can I tell you something that puzzles yeah. me what why does everybody worry want... you up no not what? really that what? doesn't puzzle me <laughs> I don't really analyze that why does Jonathan Gannon get so many head coaching interviews and everybody wants him I don't I, get that at all I hated his defense yeah
1: I don't get that at all
0: like I get that they they were missing players well, in positions but well, I
1: don't get that he is I what what I'm even more baffled by, is that there's always, it just seems like a random thing. Every, every year, there are two or three coordinators that become the hot coordinator. And everybody needs that trendy coordinator to do it. And it's because of one quirky thing they do, or somehow they're thinking out of the box. Well, I will remind you, thinking out of the box for the Chargers isn't working so well. okay? Because everybody wanted Brandon Staley because he was going to do things differently. Anybody watch the Chargers play this year? I I know they don't have any fans, so you'd have to watch on TV. Because when you when you watch every game, it's a disaster. And I don't. Did you see what's going on with the Titans?
0: Uh, yeah, they're not yeah. lambasting we'll we'll fans on the stadium. At, we'll get
1: that in a minute. But with with Brandon Staley, he literally coached them out of the playoffs. He did. All he had to do is tie, <laughs> which meant not calling a timeout in overtime. And he couldn't do that. This is a guy who, who decided. I know we're getting off topic here, but this is a guy <laughs> it drove me nuts, who went for it on fourth down in the second quarter, inside his own twenty. I just enjoy. When is you that the off, genius sir. that you want? Everybody wants the next great genius. Everybody wants a McVeigh. There aren't that many of them out there. There but aren't why that don't many Shanahan, a out Metcalf.
0: There. Why don't they like? Why there are people out there that are. Metcalf. Seemingly. Who's Metcalf? Eric Metcalf, who is still calling plays and the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, who no, happen to be a good football team. No, that's Biennemi. Or Eric Biennemi. <laughs> Sorry. Not, come on, man. Let me sound DK stupid Metcalf on the radio. DK is a wide receiver. Yeah, DK Metcalf. <laughs> Eric Biennemi. Still. Yeah. I haven't even heard he's getting interviews right now. Well, no. Supposedly, he got an interview with Denver. Okay. But that's the only
1: one. So, let me remind you. Well, but there's a... But the... Look, I don't know, because I'm not in the interviews, but... If he's not getting these interviews and not getting jobs at this
0: point, something's got to be going on. Does Deuce Staley become a head coach finally? Like I don't know. Is anybody let let me, interviewed? Let me, let, is, me let me remind you. Is he a coordinator? Let me remind you. What's Deuce Staley doing? There? He's uh, in Detroit. He was with their he's offensive. Not the, he's not the coordinator. Though. I don't know exactly what his role was, yeah. but he was with Detroit after this. There is one black head coach in the NFL, Mike Tomlin, right now. Yeah. I don't here are many black coaches right now at the top of people's lists. Well, Flores I, is. Flores, yeah. but he shouldn't have been fired in right. the first yeah. place. Uh-huh. But you hear Jonathan Gannon, you hear a Jim Caldwell being gi- interviewed. Does Jim Harbaugh leave Michigan? He's not you hear, black, a, just so you know. I know, but that's oh, okay. what I'm saying. You're not <laughs> hearing that. Yeah. And, and I'm wondering, like, where does it oh, end I'm hearing up Harbaugh. Here in the
1: NFL? I'm hearing Harbaugh. I know you are yeah. as a Michigan man. Yes. Are you happy he's, about that? He's as good as gone.
0: Are you happy about that? No. Well,
1: here's the problem. This is always right all the over the place. I, know, I just like- had, I just had this con- conversation with, with a friend of mine off the air <laughs> who I went to college with. And the problem is I have always pulled my hair out of Harbaugh and disclaimer, I went to school with him. But the problem with Harbaugh is, is he has always been too conservative. He is not the mad genius that he portrays himself to be. He always goes the most conservative approach and because of that even though they did great this year that's the reason they got to Georgia and had the wrong quarterback in the game and all season i told everybody that would listen that it was the wrong quarterback and they no no he's not telling all your michigan over.
0: people said no right they and told then, you and, you're wrong and he we was were supposed really to be on the radio conservative. here yep. said he said Jeff, it to me wrong. in the stands
1: <laughs> right before the game started <laughs> and, and and so when you want to get rid of somebody this is what happens when you get older. You, you, when you want to get rid of somebody, you have to know that there's something better there. And the problem is, because of the timing now, Harbaugh's now at least entertaining these offers. And if he leaves, what does Michigan do at that point? Especially with the chaos that the transfer portal creates constantly. What do you do? The offensive coordinators they have are in their 30s one has never been a coordinator before this year he was a he was a, a position coach for the other Harbaugh at the Ravens and then he gave him over to Jim the other one has at least been a coordinator for a, a couple a couple years with Michigan and then so it's unlikely they'll be the successor yeah, I mean, well no it's likely that uh, the offensive oh, coordinator at this point they have to would be. have to do it because where are you gonna unless you're going to poach another school urban Meyer he's available hey you know what <laughs> Am I allowed to flip you the bird it's, even though it's radio? Because that's not actually a bad word, right? That was so easy. <laughs> what, what? It would never, ever, 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 ever happen. By, by the way,
0: Wes is our guy on the other side of the glass. And he said you can't flip um, the bird? It, uh, Wes, you, if you could see Jeff's face from the reaction of me saying that Urban I'm redder than you be shirt. The, the coach of the Michigan Wolverines... Uh, If he was drinking the water that he is now, he would have Mm -hmm. spit it out at that second. It was amazing. I wish I would have been able to see it.
1: I can I can assure you that would never happen. Hell would literally freeze over
0: before that. You'd probably stop going to the games if that happened. (laughs) So back to the conversation though. So it's a coaching cycle. Um, Where is this going to? There's eight coaching jobs. That's a lot of vacancies. I mean, don't get me wrong. Take Jonathan Gannon. I don't really like his defense. Yeah. I'm all for it. Are you going to get Schwartz back? <laughs> I would like somebody who would play a more aggressive defense. I get you need to have the players to do that. Well, that's the problem. So
1: you, the chicken and egg now is, is, is it Gannon's fault or is Gannon saying, this is these are the ingredients I have to make my salad. And so I can't do certain things that I would do if I had what I wanted.
0: Okay, so right? you, can, you, do they, they have, you can't
1: run a scheme if it doesn't fit people.
0: Do they have all of the m- ingredients for a gourmet meal? No. <laughs> Boy, but, is, but is the chef making the best of what they have in terms of a meal? No, I don't think so on really? either side. No, I don't think so. I think
1: How it took, could you say that? I think you took, expected the, the Eagles to win six games this year.
0: And if you look at it, they should have actually won more if they would have actually done wow, for the first seven weeks that, what they ended up. Not that I thought they should. Where did Jason come from? No, look. Yes. In the second half, they did not beat a team with a winning record. So you can't look in yeah. the second half and say they did everything right and fixed it. In they won some, the games they were supposed to win. They got into the playoffs. I agree. Greedy. But that does not mean that they don't have deficiencies. <laughs> and if I, They if, do. If people are going to go into this with blinders yeah, but and say not, but they made not the playoffs. necessarily
1: the coach's fault. They, this, is, this was supposed to be a rebuilding year. They rebuilt I, I and agree. made the playoffs. They
0: rebuilt. But at the same, I can't believe I'm the one taking the side. Of I Eagles. feel better about Sirianni <laughs> than I do Gannon. Okay. I feel like Sirianni made adjustments during the season and changed what he did. He went from his pass plan to a run plan, a heavy run game. Right, something we haven't really seen a coach do. Okay,
1: but the the upside is he adjusted. The bad, the downside is he didn't recognize it. Earlier.
0: That's the thing, though. It okay. took seven weeks. And are you stubborn or were you a new coach? I it, think in the end, I think it I, took
1: the offensive linemen like wanting to drop him on his
0: head. I think isn't it, that what it took? The I, offensive linemen were throwing up their hands, going, "What are we doing?" So there were more questions at the start of the season. I felt right. better at the end of the season. But I did not. You feel, don't have the warm and fuzzy about the coordinator. No, not Jonathan Gannon. Well, not what about the offensive coordinator? I could take him or relieve him. I think Sirianni is the offensive coordinator. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think Shane Sykin is the offensive coordinator. I don't think okay. he calls plays. Yeah. I think that he helps put together the game plan. But it seems like Sirianni. I don't think that's a bad play thing, calling. by the way. I, me either.
1: I, it it doesn't. It always strikes me odd that you hire one of these genius coordinators and then people go, well, he should give up the responsibility that got him there. No. If 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 that's his strength, why shouldn't he coach that side of the ball?
0: Can we talk some of the other craziness from last weekend, real fast?
1: Where in the NFL? Yeah. There was the Cowboys game.
0: Backsliding awesome to let the clock expire.
1: You know, you know what's... What the, the amazing thing about, before we get to the slide, is is that the Eagles game was on right before the Cowboys game. And that that was probably the best antidote to having a sad city.
0: Yes, yeah, so it was the only way ever. to balance the Lit- pain of literally
1: losing. Literally, the Eagles game ends, the entire city is mourning. <laughs> and three hours later, the Cowboys have a crushing loss and everybody's fine.
0: And, and you and Keith had a great time because you were just Giants fans sitting back, not in it, trashing all the teams there. Yeah, but th- think about that. Well, our good time is trashing
1: on people, but our team has the worst record in the last five years.
0: So Dak scrambles and slides, doesn't give the ref the ball, the clock runs out. Dallas and gets no out of the that? end zone. I guess you got to blame the player. They need to, like, whether or not. Should they have run that play? Probably not. Okay. They probably just should have thrown it out to the sideline mm-hmm. so that they could just throw it from the 40 into the end zone rather than their own side of the field. Right. But instead, they got greedy and the clock ran out. Now, Mike McCarthy could defend that forever. I hope he doesn't do it too much because I don't want him to get fired. I think the best thing yeah, for the Eagles to, is that Mike to McCarthy cuz he is, re- he really pissed off. The, the best Jerry Joe. thing for the Eagles is that Mike McCarthy is perpetually the head coach. Same thing with Jason Garrett perpetually being the head coach of a team in the NFC East. Yeah. But here's
1: the here's the thing that that's more serious that bothers me. Uh
0: there are, uh,
1: we can all hate the Cowboys. Dak Prescott never struck me as a guy that we should hate. He seemed no. like a stand but when, after that game, was with wrong. stuff being thrown on the field and him saying it's okay, because they felt like well, he felt... Well, no,
0: first he criticized it because he thought they right, were throwing it, it his players. But then when they were then throwing when he it, said it the refs, it was okay, okay Yeah, and, and And that is, that is beyond wrong. Beyond wrong. That's a bad look. Yeah. Okay, and, so then there's the Bengals game, who they get a touchdown. Well, hold on. You're getting off this too easily.
1: This is, we're in a city... That every year has to deal with. We threw a snowball at Santa Claus. Yes. Okay. If if Jalen Hurts had said in this city what Dak Prescott said, oh, we would be the worst people in the world. Are you kidding? It I would. I mean, we already be, are. It in would the mines, still be so. leading every national
0: sports discussion now. Yes. A week later. Yes. yes. No, I agree with you. And it's it's embarrassing. and everybody
1: sits there and say, well, Dak Prescott released a statement. It's over now. He recognized it.
0: The fan no, behavior was his embarrassing. his PR people said, you got to say something because otherwise you're going to lose your mattress commercial. The fan behavior was embarrassing. The yeah. player response was even more embarrassing. The half-hearted cleanup was even more embarrassing.
1: The best part was seeing that there's, there's out there montages of Cowboys fans crying, crying. in the stands. It's, it was,
0: yes. <laughs> it, was, is, it is amazing. I was entertained All by All right, that. so other games. Bengals score a touchdown after the whistle blows you interested in the controversy over the whether the Raiders got screwed uh, I, again? I, I, look, as the no, Tuck Rule I know. Yeah, 30 for 30 starts that's to come why out, you kept talking In February, it. the Raiders have an errant whistle, which I thought they would have given up the touchdown anyway and they kept playing. So, mm-hmm. okay, that's I'll preface it by They would have scored it. Anyway. I thought the Bengals would have scored anyway right. without the whistle. I didn't think the Raiders had the defense, there was a man open. Mm-hmm. But according to the ref and the rules and everybody the minute the whistle blows, that's supposed to be a dead play. See,
1: I, I'm less concerned about whether or not they got screwed because it's the Raiders. and
0: I wanted the Bengals to win. I'm happy for Cincinnati.
1: They have a Cincinnati. commitment to excellence of getting yes. screwed is about what they have. Yes. And my concern is afterwards the explanation that the NFL refs gave. Yes. Which was that the whistle was afterwards. Which clearly when, it was when, not. When we have replay, <laughs> We do. with like sound. Like <laughs> how, how many times do we have to go through this in life? Many. That there's... There's cameras everywhere. They're oh. paying lots of money for these expensive cameras that have sound and these giant boom mics. And they're sitting there saying this. We can all see it. We can hear. Well, why? I don't know. What's the point in that? I don't know. And then somehow none of those reps are working this week. That's right? Yes, right. They're no yeah. longer a part of any. No crew.
0: problem. But somehow they're all out of a job. this Move week. Move on. Nothing yeah. to see here. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, so that ESPN 30 for 30 on the Tuck Rule is coming. I still think that was a fumble, too. And we'll watch that and review that. Maybe we try and get a filmmaker from that on. Sure. We're going to get some good football this weekend? I hope so. Derek Henry returns. It's going to be cold Titans. in Green Bay. Zero degree, yeah, be thank- degrees. Yeah, in- be
1: thankful because there'll be a lot of Eagles fans going to that and then getting
0: frostbite because
1: it's, it's going to be
0: ugly there. I'm looking forward to the late Sunday game, Bills Chiefs. Uh, that's that's the one that I want to see. That'll be fun. I who's going to win if, it? I want to see if Buffalo can rewrite their wrong from last year. No, they lost their assistant general manager. I don't know if they can win now. <laughs> Go to the Giants. <laughs> All things are settled. Uh, are you still into the? Are you into the playoffs when your team's not in it? Yes.
1: Yeah, you you watch yeah. that. Uh huh. Right. This is a sport I can watch. Like hockey, I can't. You can't get I into it. I just can't. Well, I can't get into hockey at all well, anyway.
0: We'll get to the, the, the Flyers. I don't know if we'll have time right. for the Flyers. Yeah, How about this? How about we hit the break? Yeah. When we come back, we'll we'll talk a little Sixers, maybe get some Flyers. And then we have the head coach of Aliquippa High School football team at 435 to talk about the controversy that's going on there. Sounds so good. stick with us. Mm-hmm. Operating engineers are the men and women that move mountains. And the engineers labor employer cooperative, ELEC,
1: puts them to work. They create opportunities for the men, women, and union signatory contractors of Local 825, repaving our roads, keeping our homes bright and warm, and even building our favorite team stadium.
2: We understand infrastructure. That's why ELAC and Local 825 are ready to get to work. I was pointing out
0: to our board up that the clock is different in each yeah. studio. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what time. Oh, it yeah, is. I, did, I did notice that earlier. <laughs> it's it's a so different, confusing. It's a different time zone in that studio versus this studio. I, it, well, so you're sitting across from me, so right. I see that clock behind yeah. my head, but I know that that's not the time, mm-hmm. so I'm looking at this other clock. Anyway, for people on the radio or uh, listening in the car, you have going, no idea what you're talking about.
1: about your stupid clock?
0: Jeff, you're going to go down to the Sixers game tonight. Uh, Joel and No, I'm going
1: down to the Embiid game tonight. If
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. The fighting Joel Uh Embiid. Who knows if he puts up 50 points in 27 minutes like he did the other night. What are you expecting to see from this team right now? And was, I saw Seth Curry's on the injury list now. Oh, and, are you kidding me? Yeah. So uh, Char- it's questionable. Is, so is Charlie Brown starting again? He might. He, he might get oh, run. Oh, man. Linus, too? I don't know. They're 26. I mean, you might as well. It, it,
1: it, it, they might as well call this Joel Embiid and the Peanuts gang. I mean, that that's what's going out there now. Is, when's Matisse going to be back? We don't know. We
0: don't know. Yeah. It, is the, Shake
1: ever coming back?
0: We don't know. I think gone for a while. Yeah. They are 20. And that's not going to... Like put them over the top. They're twenty six and eighteen. No, but but but
1: but the strength of the Sixers at the beginning of
0: the season was the depth
1: that we thought they had. They weren't starters, but they went into starters, and now they're hurt. And so you have neither depth or starters. And Charlie Brown was
0: not the depth at the beginning of the no, season. He wasn't the depth at the beginning of this year, this calendar year. Well, it's funny we talk about Charlie Brown. I, I always keep in our prep doc each week the random players coming into the league on ten-day contract. Did you see who's back for the Nuggets? Who now, the Marcus Cousins? <sighs> These names of people Well, he wasn't gone that long
1: He was on the Bucs, wasn't he? Uh, He was He was So so he's still bouncing around Well, I'll tell you one Here's one A former Sixer Nick Stauskas had a 10-day contract Of
0: course you know The Michigan guy that gets a contract (laughs) Why am I not surprised by that? He was out of the league He was back in Canada, I believe Uh, On a Beasley station yesterday 97.5, the sister station For Mike Missanelli Daryl Morey was on yesterday Did you hear Mm -hmm. any of his comments About Ben Simmons? Yeah, that's nothing new. Doesn't sound like he's going anywhere fast. But it's nothing new. This is this is how you negotiate.
1: We we all may turn out to be wrong and Daryl Morey may no, may not know what he's doing, but he's saying exactly what you need to say in order to get any value because Ben and his team are screwing the Sixers, continuing to try to damage the value. Do you think that with his strategy he gets that value? I get that
0: he's trying to keep no.
1: up the value. He's not getting. He's not getting it by this trade line. So you have to make the decision. You have to decide whether or not you're going to trust Mori to do the right thing in the summer and get the right deal in the summer. They are not getting the best deal beforehand. The question is, can you waste? We all know that Joel Embiid is not going to be playing for another fifteen years, right? I mean, he's. He gets injured a lot. He's a big guy. He's falling down all the time. There's a lot of reasons that you have to strike while the iron is hot. And the question is, can they get pieces around him for this season and next that can at least put them in the category to compete
0: for a championship? So you don't believe that the Sacramento Kings of Buddy Heald and Tyrese Halliburton and two first rounders is a type of deal— they should do. They I should. would do that deal. I think so, Halliburton's a good player. I'd rather have De'Aaron Fox in Halliburton. Seems but like they don't the want Kings to move said no. And Buddy Heald will probably drive Sixers fans insane. Yes, um, and, and but Halliburton would be a good one. And you get picks out of it, yeah. but it doesn't, it seems like they're going star hunting. You know, you keep hearing about That's what they've James always Hive. done. We've talked about they want to win the headline more than the, the
1: You know what's going to happen, even if it's not happening. The fact is, is if they don't trade Ben at the deadline, and then he tries to get, do a sign and trade for Harden in the, in the offseason, there's going to be tampering allegations.
0: Oh, I think that's where this is. Going. The Nets are at least going to
1: make the allegation, and and do you really want
0: Harden? No, no, I don't think he's did the answer. People because...
1: forget what he did last year. But have people he... forgotten that he's also injured? I was going to
0: say he's not healthy all the time. So now you've got right. two injured stars. Like For how many how dollars? many games have the quote stars of Kyrie Irving and, and Kevin Durant there played as a team together? like 17 or 18 games where all three of them have been healthy Mm -hmm. you you don't want to set that up here with the Sixers where you have Embiid who does get injured at times so then you're gonna have another superstar that's out too what good is that if if you're gonna make this Joel and his friends then actually get him some supporting friends or if you're going to go star hunting you have to commit to that but you can't do both
1: (laughs) The fact is there's no there's nobody out there that they can get to make the trade that in some way is going to get them past the teams in the west. There's nothing that the Sixers are going to be able to do that's going to be able to beat the Warriors if they remain healthy and continue to and Clay Thompson continues to round into form. And and the team that I've been watching and just going wow because they're not on that often is the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, they're good. They are so much fun to watch. But can they win the East?
0: Like get to win the, the east to get to the west. Now can they, make they can a move. Can they make a move or do something this year to Possibly. make them competitive? Possibly, but right now they're not. It doesn't matter. Joel Embiid
1: could put up seventy a night. It doesn't matter. Right now, you don't have the complementary pieces, and you
0: got And people have to get healthy. I told you, I turned on the game the other night. I finished uh, Adam, my little guy's bedtime, which generally, you know, I'm done around 7.15, okay? Mm-hmm. So it's 7.15, I, I come down, I turn the game on. It's 22 to 20. The Sixers have 20 points from Embiid, and everybody else is one of nine on shooting. <laughs> that, that was how it was going. Why don't we leave it... He is it, so
1: exciting to watch, though.
0: Why don't we leave it there? Let's, let's talk some high school football. Jeff, why don't we go there? What go do you for think? it. All right, so... It's great to get a few minutes with PIA 4A state champion Aliquippa Quips football head coach Mike Warfield. Coach, thanks so much for giving us the time today.
2: Oh, I appreciate you guys having me on. Sincerely appreciate it. Thank you.
0: So so before we
1: get started on the discussion, I got to tell you, Mike, and I, I don't know how often you hear it, is is somebody who lived in Pittsburgh for a while, you just hear people yelling mm-hmm. at Aliquippa all the time. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that Aliquippa has such a for people that don't know out on the east part of the state. Aliquippa football is something that that people it's 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 a thing out there, and 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 it's great to have somebody who coaches a team like that on the show.
0: The the even greater thing, and we'll get to what's going on with you know the level that you're at, but you know it's the thing about you wins and losses. Everything I read though is you know, your, your quote when you're hired, we must act as if lives depend on this football program because they do. And that wasn't, directed at, <laughs> they do. that wasn't directed at wins and losses on the field. Can you talk to us about the community and the players that you coach in and how important this team and the relationships you have are?
2: Oh, that's a great question. And that's definitely something I remember saying, and that's something I still believe today, and I really meant it when I said it, is that, you know, a lot of times uh, when you win, you actually lose. And a lot of time when you lose, you actually win. Um, I see us, and we've always been that way. We always won on the field. But time and time again, we're losing off the field. So I'm trying to merge the two together, and make sure our kids understand that um, the field, the most important field that we're going to play on is in the classroom. That's something that's going to take a little bit of time, but I tell you what, our kids are doing well. Um, we I had some recruiters um, through the school today I'm looking at some of our juniors and sophomores, and every one of them had over 3.0. You and our freshman who won um fair of the year, he has a 4.0. Um, so we're getting there. It's a lot of work to do. Um, but I want to see definitely see more wins off the field um, than we have so far. So um, it's a work in progress, but that's very meaningful to me, not too concerned about wins and losses on the field because that's going to come. You know, we're, we're out of couple, and we, we've always won, but definitely have to get better off the field.
0: And I, I've seen players say it's not just the grades, it's the relationship that you have with them, whether it's inviting them over to your house for dinner or always making yourself available for that phone call. Can you talk about the role that you play in their lives? This is a community that that's had some struggles, and and you play a, a role that is essential for some of these kids.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I take that very seriously because sometimes... Um, a role you know a role model is just as important or, or being a father figure is just as important as being that father and i think in and out of me looking just like them me being them i was their age not having a sense of direction just having role models to look up to father figures that i could count on just when i i take that very seriously more so than x's and the o's um because that's that's going to be lasting and so that's, that's important to me um and and I take that role very very seriously because being at a school like Alachua, and from there, um, you all too often you see so many tragic stories, and I just want them to know that I'm that safety net. Um, not just the coach. If family situation, if their other or mother situation isn't ideal, um, I try to be that safety net and catch all the kids that's that's falling through. So, so I, you know, my batting average isn't that great right now, but I'm gonna keep. Working at it and, and do the best I can. My
1: whole coaching staff. You know, coaching people don't realize that coaching is, as you said, more than the wins and losses on the field. Has it gotten harder right. as as a as a high school coach uh, as the landscape has changed, as money has entered more into the equation?
2: Um. Not necessarily. I, I think on the high school level, and, and and sometimes I laugh because you see some of these high school coaches think they're in the NFL or that mindset or that mentality at the NFL. I always try to remind myself, look, look Mike, you're a step above Pop Warner. I basically pay them to coach. Uh, so I try to stay grounded in that way. And the most important thing for me to try to get these kids off on the right path in life outside of high school. And, you know, immediately after the championship game, I had a team meeting with our team. I said, you know, this is great. This is something you should celebrate. You should be proud of. But you shouldn't let this define who you are as a person moving forward. Um, It's more to life than just winning the PIA state championship. It's great. Um, You guys work for it. But don't let it define who you are, meaning I don't want to hear you talking when you're 40 years old talking about this championship. It it should be something else um, more important in your life than the PIA state championship years down the road. Yeah, but it's it's more than that. I mean,
1: we we've heard stories of the, the kid who went to Ohio State last year getting a million dollars before he steps right. in, in, into college. It's it's got to make it harder. I mean, if you you have the next great high school prospect, it's got to make it mm-hmm. harder for you to keep these these kids grounded and to understand what life is about as opposed to all of a sudden seeing at that young an age with with so many people that could influence their lives in the wrong way, being the one that has to, to help the families point them in the right direction.
2: I, I, I totally agree. I mean, they're, they're, for these kids nowadays, there are a lot of distractions. Uh, what you just mentioned, um, you know, Twitter, IG, Facebook, um, everyone's seeking that next, um, that next thing to be recognized for. And, you know, I spoke with a gentleman today, our assistant principal, about uh, some of our kids are doing well, but what's going to happen to our kids when the noise stops, the balls stop bouncing? That's something we're, we have to do better at. Let our kids understand that at some point in your life, the recognition, the fame, or the little, my wife calls it local celebrityness, will be over. And what you're going to do when it's quiet, you have to go to work and it's quiet. You don't get the recognition that you, you used to used to. So um, it's tough in a way, but I think it, that's individual. I know we have a couple kids that's getting some offers at a young age, but these kids are doing well. I, one has a 4.0 in the classroom, one has a 3.5, and it's not good enough to go to a power five. It's not from Malacopa. So you always, at the end of every text I send the kids, at the, the every conversation I have with the kids, my last two words is keep working. As long as they do that, they'll be fine. But I do agree with you it, it's tough now because there's so much coming at them and so many distractions and, and it's immediate um no, the, the, the your cell phone it, you could get self-gratification immediate so and that is tough
0: tell me a little bit about last season you guys obviously overcame to win the state title but I mean you talk about the the challenges you had a player that was critically shot you had a linebacker yeah. that uh, broke his uh, had a knee injury, you lost another player to a broken collarbone, your quarterback has to move out, you have to start a sophomore. And yet here you are with with basically what's a short roster against larger teams, and you win. Tell me about that as a coach to overcome so much, to be able to stand in that locker room with those men and, and give them that speech afterwards.
2: Yes, it, it was. I, I tell you what, um, it started off, we start spring ball. It started off rough. I mean, just emotionally rough. I mean, for the kids and definitely for me, even as an adult, when our star right receiver got shot, we had just left spring practice, like, around six or 7 o'clock. I'll get a call at home that sunny shot, and he was almost paralyzed, and thank God he wasn't. but um, He's still physically trying to get back on his feet. Um, so we had a lot, a lot of up and downs, a lot, a lot of key injuries, but the kids uh, stayed the course. Um, I give a big credit to our coaching staff. They stayed the course. They continued to work. They started believing and we just had a great one. And I'm so proud of their accomplishments. And I think they could take this into life that there are going to be ups and downs in your life. There are going to be struggles. There are going to be battles. You're going to be behind at times. But long as you keep working, something positive is going to come out of the situation. I'm so, yes, it, it was a tough year, but I'm so, so proud of the kids and how they maintain their focus and continue to work and keep working. So you
0: win the title with 32 kids on a roster against a team that had 80 kids on the roster. And for our listeners who aren't familiar, the Pennsylvania Athletic Association has five different levels. Uh, It's based on school size, success, transfers, etc. So you play at 4A, and even that is a a stretch for you. You win the title shorthanded, and all of a sudden, tell us what happened. You get a notice that that's not good enough anymore?
2: We, we got a letter saying because of the PIWA has, a uh, they call it a competitive formula, competitive balance formula, where um, to me it's just a, an attempt to try to legislate who wins and lo- lose. And it's based on three categories. It's based on enrollment, it's based on the number of transfers, and it's based on success points. And we, Al-Aquipa, has always been a 1A school. We have 115, 16 boys from 9 to 11. That's where they classify the number of boys you have from between ninth and 11th grade, we are a single-way school. We always have been a single-way school. We had the competitive spirit before the competitive formula was even initiated. We always played up to 3A. We never played 1A because we wanted to compete. Um, but at some point, it gets far. Um, I'm, uh, for the detriment of our kids' health and safety, now um, we were playing 3A. When the rule was initiated, instead of starting us from our enrollment, which is 1A, started us from where we chose to play at, forced us to play 4A. So this is 100 kids playing against 300 and 400 kids. Now because of our success, the number of transfers they say we have pushing us up 5A. So we're a 1A school being forced to play up four classifications. There's no school in the country, or being, is being forced to play up four classifications. And that's to the detriment of my kids' safety and health. And I'm so, so concerned about that. We're not asking for a sympathy. We're not asking for a, a special favor or a handout. Just asking them to follow their formula. And the first part of their formula is enrollment. And they refuse to start us from our enrollment. They start us from where we chose to play.
1: And can you, and can you tell for people that don't understand you know, there may be some people who don't really understand the issue and sit there and say. Well, wait a second. If they're if they're that good, they should want to move up and play against more competition. But this this isn't professional sports. It's not like you can go out and get free yep. agents. This this is this is your town. And, to, and so tell people who are listening why the health and safety of, of these kids is jeopardized by moving up.
2: It's, it's a situation where you said uh, previously where we're, we we have thirty kids, I'm playing against eighty kids. But most teams in now 5A are tuned, meaning they have set a set of players who play offense and a set of players who play defense. Um, our kids have to go both sides of the ball and even special teams. So we have kids, our linemen, who if you look at, I've reflected back on our, our number of plays um, throughout the playoffs, and we average probably 120 plays game. Many of those players was offense and defense, and probably 30 of those players was special teams. So our linemen who goes play offense and defense have to go play 90 to 100 plays versus teams who platoon, their linemen might only have to play 45 plays. But how hard and how how long can our kids go at 100% and against fresh kids, Um, you know, series after series? And that pits our kids' safety at risk. And it's not fair and it's not right. Um, the PIAA is supposed to be protective of our kids' health and welfare. Um. And, and, and they're not looking at that um all like i said all we're asking for is the to, to starters from our enrollment and bump us up two classes she starters from three and bump us up to 3a or chose to play at previously
1: all right so so you've you've now appealed this right
2: it's, it's an initial appeal it, it appeals to um, executive staff which so okay. i strongly believe that Sector staff already had their mind made up. Um, Dr. Lombardi, previous to pill even coming out early uh, even during the season, um, proclaimed that we're, we're playing in a, in a class that we should be playing because we're winning. Yes, winning is part of the formula, success point. Yeah. And he said in another article we're playing because we got 300-pound players. That's not part of the formula. Well, that decision, I thought, was already made. Um, so, um... Uh, we're just looking. Uh, ne- the next appeal is coming up next week, next Wednesday. We just got the notification. That's appealed to the board of directors. We're looking for the uh, independent minded group um, to make a, a a decision based on the facts, based on their formula. Their formula says enrollment, uh, transfers, success points. Start us from our enrollment, start from 1A. We got a letter sent, it classified it as 1A school. Okay, but, but from that, there.
1: yeah, but that's that's uh, as as you know, this is just a formula. A formula doesn't take into account what you're talking about, which is health and safety. What what do they say, or if they said anything yet about that? Because that I mean, that's what we should all care about. This is high school Absolutely. sports. We should care about the safety and health of the kids that are playing it.
2: Totally agree. They haven't said anything relative to health and safety of our kids. Um, they keep referring back um to competition formula they keep referring back to our transfers our success points as we could argue our transfers our kids are very transient and we're a low income area very low income area our kids are moving and trying to survive we haven't said anything about the health safety and the risk we're putting our kids in um you have 100 kids and against schools have 500 four or five times as many as we do um and that's very dangerous physically and mentally for, uh, for our kids' sake. And I'm I'm really, really concerned about it. I just hope they take that into consideration, but they haven't yet. To my knowledge, all they're saying is based on the formula. And they keep referring back to the formula, not looking at the risk that they're putting our kids in.
0: Well, wow, look, we hope you start to get some answers to your questions. We hope that they start to consider the health and safety of the players. And we definitely look forward to following what happens and hope to stay in touch with you so that you can hopefully just lead your team and not have to worry about the politics of what level they're playing at.
2: I sincerely appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for having me uh, in. Like. You
0: yeah. have a wonderful day. Jeff, can you imagine, you, Jeff, can you imagine being told if your kid was on a team that he played on a team that plays both ways with 32 kids and he's got to go up against 80 kids that play a fraction of the snaps one way?
1: If you get tired you're more prone to get hurt. Yes.
0: Especially when you're younger. I mean, one of the things that you're I you You're hitting did, your head a lot more, too, if you're on a line, both sides of the line, that's a good point. every I, play I, I of was, the game.
1: I wasn't even thinking of that, but you're <laughs> right.
0: But, but like We but, talk about head injuries all the time, and there's a focus, and they're going to let these kids run out there and ram against each other on both sides of the line every play against bigger kids because mm-hmm. one of them happens to weigh 300 pounds. Yeah. Like, come uh, on.
1: That, that's a, That's a serious issue, but— also, keep in mind, kids, and you're gonna you're about to go through this. Is, is kids have all these things called growth plates, and and their bodies are growing, and so Mine never did. You, <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, I don't m- take a for, serious conversation. For most
1: people, they continue to grow while they're while they're kids. <laughs> Maybe you're gonna have your growth spurt next year. You don't My, know. Maybe mine, you're not done growing. Mine's
0: been wide, not
1: high, so. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and so when when you're playing. Sports as a kid, it's important that you're not doing the same repetition all the time. That's why it's one of the reasons when we talked to Tim Tebow how important it is to play multiple sports because you're using different parts of your body. Is it, it you're you're asking a small group of kids to put all of this additional pressure on themselves? Now I'm not talking about the emotional pressure. I'm talking about the physical pressure playing both sides of. If you have 32 players, there's 11 on each side of the ball. That's not even enough for one set of offensive players, one set of defensive players, and one set of special teams. Yes, and if anybody gets of that, is and so they're being penalized because these kids did something miraculously and won. Yeah, that's the penalty.
0: That's what it seems like. Is they're being penalized for success?
1: Yeah, and, and just for anybody listening to this that sits there and goes, "Well, their transfers," this is like you know Saint Anthony's basketball up in Jersey not City what or it something. Seems like that is not what's going Look, on. Kids are not moving into that area in order to win at Aliquippa. That's not what's going on. These are kids that are moving around,
0: as the coach said, and they're playing for the public school that that is that is where they are. And they apparently went back in the appeal and gave them like records as far back as kindergarten to show that these kids are here in town. So, I mean, if that's your qualification, then you're not looking out for the health and safety of the kids. And you should just admit that. You should just say, we are not doing that. They're trying to legislate another winner, is what it sounds like. Yes.
1: And that's a dangerous thing to do. Very. This whole idea of formulas, we're, we're now going to
0: have analytics in deciding this? Apparently. but You would think that you know the health of a player would have some analytical factor, but apparently that doesn't go into the formula. I hope they have
1: doctors and, and people who are reasonable on these things, just to make sure that this doesn't
0: happen. Jeff, I'm going to give you options for the last five minutes of the show. Trade all the flyers. I was gonna say we can go That's Debbie. It. We can go Debbie Downer with the Flyers. We can go Novak Djokovic on again, off again, reported no, again. Nobody cares anymore about Olympics him. starting with the Jamaican bobsled no, team. You uh, don't care I, about that at no, all. No, well, no, because I, I just want to. I'm going to say the same
1: thing to you again. Okay, <laughs> when it was a novelty that Jamaica had a bobsled team for the first time. That was amazing. I haven't had one
0: in it, since nineteen ninety. It, it made a movie.
1: No, th- at this point, it's not. I mean, go get me another Eddie the Eagle, too. I mean, come on. <laughs> we can't have every winter that we're going to. And by the way, there's safety concerns that when you do these kinds of things, yeah. it's not it's not ju- you won't go do the bobsled with me. No. <laughs> I have asked you, right? Have I
0: not? I have to figure out how fast uh, they go. Look, right. I get exactly. seasick in the so bathtub. You think I'm going to do fine going down and shoot on ice really fast? <laughs> you don't want to be in that bobsled with don't me be without some type of protective suit. <laughs> Let me explain that to you. So you could keep asking for this, yeah. but unless it's that monopod bobsled thing that they're doing one person. I can't believe we wasted this
1: much time on the Winter Olympics right. and nobody's going to so see. So we'll go
0: back to the ice. The Flyers, yeah. if they have a hockey game, where and they very, won't have and any very few players. people are there to watch it, did it still? occur because the Flyers managed to lose their 10th in a row for the second time this season Jeff well,
1: I'm gonna go on Monday so I'm hoping <laughs> that they actually have a win in that game but it has been a long long time and I don't believe in 20 have they won in 2022 uh
0: that's a good question when the last time it, the it's last well that we
1: know the last 10 games they have not won right no yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe they had one at the beginning of the year. All I know is it's been 10 games. And I've been saying this to you for three years, and it's not because I don't like him. It's not, I'm not trying to be sacrilegious about it. But the Flyers need to blow this up. And and what they're doing is holding on to for sentiment one of the great Flyers of all time, which is Claude Giroux. I love Claude Giroux. I hope he comes back here and they have an amazing night for him. But they're wasting the chance to get pieces to do it Right, because being a mediocre team, the Flyers are now much closer to last place than they, are. than they are to making the playoffs. Not
0: the first place, to making the playoffs. And the answer to your question is no, they have not won in 2022. December 29th, 2021 is the last time the Flyers had a win. And even the Flyers' Twitter account Has any- had jokes oh, last no. night. Did you see yeah. what I said to yes, you? Yes, you did. The Flyers' Twitter account tweeted out after the game, if only Twitter were down right now. Like what else are you gonna say when your Twitter accounts got jokes? Has
1: like, any other NHL team not won this year? I don't know. <laughs> do you, you realize that? I'm saying that? It's January 21st. It's not because of COVID and because they didn't play. They've played a lot of games. They they
0: played a lot of games and they haven't won any of them. They haven't scored in a shootout in like 16 <laughs> attempts or something like that. They three of their power well, pl- nine of them were in one game. Three of their right? power plays in last night's game. They didn't get a shot. Like, they didn't take one shot. That's embarrassing. See, that can't happen. Don't you have that by accident where a pass bounces off somebody's skate and it hits the net? A shot. A shot. Not one. I just I don't understand. They're two seven and thirteen when trailing first, and they have a minus thirty six goal differential. There, you don't
1: win no hockey light. playing there, like that. And there's no under like all the other sports. There is no light at the end of this tunnel.
0: No, they are the team. Like the Sixers the will make part. a trade for Ben, and they'll get something, mm-hmm. and they'll they'll be good if not great. But you know, the Phillies, the Phillies can get a couple pieces. Have a star and... can get pieces. Mm-hmm. The Eagles aren't the dreadful that we thought. There's no hope right now with this Flyers team. Like, you tell me where, where to find the hope. On the ice, off the ice, I don't see it. So, if the, the Flyers can't trade Giroux to get future prospects, but somehow
1: the union can trade its best score.
0: Yeah, Kasper Shabilka maybe on his way out of town. I know you don't I, I like don't, it. I don't
1: understand it. I know, I,
0: you, you, don't, I, you don't get selling players
1: for transfer money. Uh, I don't get that, but I also know that as we go down and we go to those games, what, what do we know? We know that they were this close to winning it all. And all we kept hearing was, we just need another striker. (laughs) Now they need two.
0: Well, why would you get rid of your best player for cash? That's going to be the last word for this week, Jeff. Thanks so much for joining us. Make sure to join us next Friday night to help you start your weekend in style. Have a great one, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.